Well, I invited them in. Would you show them? Where'd you take them? Oh, you know, through the living room, bedroom. I showed them every room in the palace. Showed them the gold instruments and silver and the gold. I showed them everything. I can almost see in my mind's eye Isaiah looking at this guy like, have you lost your mind? Now stick with me, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't come here to play games. I came here to help this congregation. And the prophet said, I want you to mark this down. I'm paraphrasing this. Because you exercised no control. Because you failed to know the nature of your adversary. Everything is going to be stripped. And if we had time, I would have read on. Even his children were going to be slaves in a distant land. The Bible talks quite a bit about the devil, and interestingly, the word devil is not found in the Old Testament. It begins in the New Testament. It begins in the New Testament because that is where regeneration begins. And that's where spiritual, spirituality begins is in the New Testament. Because the Old Testament represents humanity being under the first Adam, which is of the earth, earthy. The New Testament rakes back the covering and takes us to an entirely different level and educates us about the spirit world. Okay? Let's look at a few scriptures here that will help us grasp this. 1 Peter 5 and 8 says, this is the apostle Peter saying, be sober, be vigilant. Be free from intoxicants. That's, that's going way beyond drugs and alcohol. Like people in our day and age, they see that word sobriety and they think, oh, man, I can walk that line. Where's the breathalyzer? Ugh. This is talking about having your senses so dialed in to understanding the nature of the spirit world, you're awake. You're awake. You're on guard. You're not, you're not, you're not caught up with some giddy passion or pursuit that has lured you away from guarding the gates of your life. And it says be vigilant, constantly aware, constantly aware. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now, the word picture there is one that is taken from wild kingdom. 
But I want to I want to tell you a little bit more a little bit more about that's that's almost an idiom. Is that I am told that mature lions, when they are studying a herd, a group, that all the lion has to do, the head of the pride, all he has to do is lift his voice and roar. And the immature and the untrained and the weak will freeze with fear. And he comes and devours them. He overwhelms them with more fear. You see, if you're a person that's guided by fear, you have no faith because fear and faith cannot ex coexist. It's either going to be one or the other. And fear leads to more fear, whereas faith leads to more faith. What happens to the mature animals when they hear the voice of the lion is they just start booking it. They just realize, you know what? There's an enemy that's spying us, and we are moving from here to higher ground. But the immature and the untrained and those that have never established themselves in spiritual warfare, they freeze, and they give themselves to more fear. Let's lift our hands and ask God to help us. And they become overwhelmed, overcome, and they become devoured. Come on, let's really pray. God, help us tonight. Help each and every person understand that it's more than knowing about God and more than knowing about myself. But I have to understand intimately, intimately, the nuances of my adversary. The Bible continues with various illustrations and revelations about the devil. John 8.44 says this, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. If you have thoughts of trying to hurt somebody, that is from the devil. So I'm going to say that again because every once in a while, a church this size, a church that is generating this type of energy, has always got out on the out on the peripheral. I just want the devil to know, okay? You ain't going to win. Now, this is going to be X-rated. So I want you to hear me, and that means I've got x-ray vision right now. Every once in a while in the history of a revival church, you're going to see somebody prominent fall. God is doing that, descending a message to the rest of the body. I'm not trying to be unkind. I'm trying to be an apostolic pastor. When it was in secret, God does not enjoy screaming things from the housetop, but that's his last attempt to save you. And so God, when God allows things to be revealed that maybe are even at work even
right now, but God allows it to be revealed where it's seen of everybody. That's God trying to send a message to the flock. But we all get that internal fortitude that says, not me. In fact, why don't we just lift our hands? Not me. I'm going to heaven. If I got to get on an entirely different spiritual t- if I got to if I got to walk on my knees all the way back to this building and back to find a place of prayer and a posture uh, of repentance, God, I want to make it. tells us that he is the accuser of the brethren in Revelation chapter 12. And it, it's far more extrapolated in, in the original. And it means that Satan is constantly there. He's constantly there. And he, and he is looking for any flaw in our life that he can exploit. And he wants permission to exploit it. Let me tell you the best thing that you can do if you're, if you're under the sound of my voice or if you'll listen to this recording later, the best thing you can do is get a prayer life, learn how to repent, and say, God, I've got flaws, I've got mistakes, I am not going to make it without you, but help me, help me, help me, take me. God, whatever you got to do, I want to be saved. Clap your hands and give God the praise. When we are proud have an overestimation of our abilities and our spirituality, God says, go ahead. James chapter 4 is all over this. Humble yourself. Draw nigh to God, and God will draw nigh. Resist the devil. You can't resist the devil except in a posture of humility. To know your adversary if you are if you're gonna make it. You have to study him. You have to understand his repertoire against your life. And that comes by you as you get the Holy Ghost and you're learning about God. On the other side of that, Peter, God has given you a revelation about you. When Peter got a revelation of God, thou art the Christ, Jesus turned around and said, Thou art Peter. When you get an understanding of God, God gives you more understanding about yourself. And now that you got an understanding of yourself, you know, I, I shouldn't be home alone. I shouldn't go near the computer right now. I might need to call somebody. I'm trying to help somebody. I want you to make it. You have to understand your weaknesses because your adversary's got a book on you. soul. It's not something that happens overnight. You have to study your adversary. I don't know about you, but I just go through, I just go through these seasons. And when I go through these seasons, I hunker down. I find a little rabbit hole of God's grace. And I run in there like a like those little cottontails. <laughs> and when that old great horned owl goes flying over, he's not going to be able to get you because you're you're safe. The whole context of the predatory world is a revelation to us as mortals that it's the survival of the fittest. You have to understand your limitations. 
doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you're backslid. It doesn't mean you're going to hell. This phony baloney nonsense that you come to church to put a smile on, if you, if you want to just cry, go ahead and cry. We're supposed to weep with them that weep and rejoice with them that rejoice. Everything in between is okay here. If you're having a bad day, that's okay. If you're on a mountaintop, that's okay. But just be real. Come on, man, clap your hands and give God the praise. Phony, baloney churches don't make it. This is all about survival. You survive by knowing your adversary. Well, pastor, <laughs> there ain't no devils around me. I get away from that kind of guy as fast as I can because he's he can't he's blind to demonic activity. The Bible would not tell us to be awake, to be sober, and to be vigilant if that devil wasn't after you. I'm going to tell you something. Some of you are in this church because God intends on saving your family. But God has got to start with somebody that puts their root down and manifests some fruit and some maturity so your family can look at that and say, they're not on a weird trip. That's God. How is your family ever going to go to heaven? Oh, man, I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. God's going to work through you to get everybody in that family. Well, pastor, they don't love me. They don't love the Just hang on. Just give God something to work with. God's got a plan. The devil's trying to abort it. He's been start, he started on day one. And you don't have time. This, this backslid Pentecostal mentality that's in our world that, oh, sudden the spirit of God is backed way up in our life and now there's a DMZ zone where the flesh is advancing and God is receding. You're not, you can't make it. You can't afford to be in a church like that. I am against that kind of Pentecostalism. When we get the Holy Ghost, it should be, I want more spirit. I want more word. I want more victory. I want more souls. We want a bigger building. We want more revival. We want more, more grace, more faith, more victory. Clap your hands and give God the praise. continue to look at this here tonight. You don't know your adversary, you're not going to make a very big splash. And it's going to become a rude awakening to us. And we're going to we're going to think, "Man, I thought this was supposed to be joy and peace and righteousness and throw down You got to get involved in this. God needs a human agency to vindicate him to the devil. The devil is not just accusing us, the devil is accusing God. When David fell, Nathan said, How be it? Thou have caused the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. 
So there's your great king, God. <laughs> Giant killer. Look at him. You give ammunition to the adversary. But see, if you don't have that revelation, if you're spiritually dense and you've not yet been awakened to that, you're not going to have very much victory. Because after you get the joy of the Holy Ghost, I used to try to do that. I tried that all the time. I thought, man, I was like a little kid in a candy store. Like, dude, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. And when God wanted me to start growing up, he turned the joy juice off. <laughs> what happened? Have I offended somebody? Are you okay? Are we okay? I love you. Do you love me? Uh, start going around doing all that stuff. Where's the Holy Ghost? Where's God? I don't feel the Holy Ghost. God was saying, come on, man. There's more where that is. I'm wanting you to pray a little bit. I'm wanting you to call on my name. I'm trying to bring you up where I am. I can't bless you down there forever. You're only in adolescence once. You're only in diapers once in your life. Somebody clap your hands and give God the praise. When God shuts you off, he's trying to get you to get up to higher ground and blow your mind. suffers from an infant, that's some big long word. I would just walk in and say, in the name of Jesus, I cast you out of this 50-year-old man. Get some regular clothes on, go out and get a job, and give God something to bless you with. How did I get on this stuff? I don't know. He's acting like he's 65. I know right where I'm at. Don't be giving me a wheelchair one of these birthdays. I'll donate it to somebody. All right. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 27, Brother Clark. Neither give space, opportunity, Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 11, <clears throat> put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, deceit. This is talking about a cunning device, a strategy. This is where I really wanted to go, okay? Just set your popcorn down. Let me talk to you for a few minutes, okay? We're going to get out of here in just a few minutes, but I need to talk to you. I've been doing this a little while. You have to, you have to get the revelation. There's not just a devil. There's only one devil. But there's many demons There is a strategy. Don't go to sleep just yet. I'm trying to help you. There is a strategy that's trying to keep you where you are. It's a plan. It is a methodical, thought-out plan. I'm just about where I want to be tonight. Because you are never going to be spiritually successful to the, to the degree where God wants to take you, if you don't get the understanding that it's not just a devil, 
There is a strategy. Pastor, I don't feel like praying. Pray anyway. I don't feel like going to church. Go anyway. There's some things that you do that have nothing to do because you feel like it. See, if you're that type of a person, you are easy prey for this strategy. Because the strategy now is to make you feel as horrible as possible because you're close to giving up. But the best work against that is to say, I'm going to praise God anyway, whether I feel like it or not. Why? He's worthy. It's in the book. 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 That's the highest level of existence. It's in the book. It's in the book. It's in the book. It's in the book. Let's just praise him right now. Let's go ahead and praise him because he's worthy. He's the same God that was here at 730. He's the same God that was in the prayer room. He's... You got to know your adversary. Oh, pastor, you know, I, I've been to church all my life. I've heard this stuff. How come you ain't doing anymore and you're doing? Let me tell you something that's spiritually whole and active. They're winning souls. Nothing is more spiritual. Pastor, I just got to preach. <laughs> what do you got to say? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just feel like I need to preach. No, you have an attention deficit, and you want the pulpit because you want attention. Go out and win souls, and then you will understand that preaching is to not only save those souls, but to keep those souls saved and to see those souls become everything God wants them to be. Come on, somebody help me out right now. We've created a whole, we've created a whole deal in Pentecost where an attention deficit is operating in the ministry. And then you go and get somebody and you put them out there and say, okay, here you are. Go out there and do it. And it's like, man, this is hard. You don't know your adversary. If you'll learn your adversary, you will be unstoppable because you will know the keys within yourself. And after you overcome yourself, the devil says, I got nothing to put my hand on. I can't make him depressed. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't put lust in there. I can't make him do that. I can't make him mess up. There's nothing I can do. And you're ready for a promotion. Clap your hands and give God the praise. This is all about knowing your adversary. We're not just here to be saved and be a country bumpkin. We're here to tear the mask off every lying devil. Intimately knew his enemy and set the perimeters of what was allowable by the enemy. You're not I was total control. That was the definition of dominion. Dominion's not this phony, baloney, charismatic junk of name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. Man, that sounded pretty good. I might just start rapping here in a minute. You're thinking, why? how come doors aren't open for me? You are the key to that next door opening up. It's not God. God's waiting on you. 
But I'm telling you, your potential is off the charts. There are people sitting under the sound of my voice tonight that the devil is so afraid that if you ever get half of a revelation of what this pastor is telling you, that you will become a major threat to the chicken house of his existence, and you will spoil it. You will set everybody free. You will witness to everybody. You'll see the miraculous. You'll have answers to your prayers. Come, let's clap our hands and give him praise. I'm almost done. I'm here to tell you there's somebody under the sound of my voice. God wants to promote you to a level of understanding and revelation where you operate on another level. Let's lift our hands and give God the praise. Come on, somebody pray right now. I'm telling you, there's somebody that God. have to know thyself. Shakespeare said, to thine own self be true. Job had a best, to God be true. And though he slept, slay me, yet will I trust him. Second Timothy 1 and 7 says this, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. So where did it come from? See, the devil, the devil works because he's watched you. It's a strategy. See, we've, we've majored on talking about the devil, but I'm, I want to take this a stone throw further tonight. I want to talk about more than one devil working on you. And he gets you over here, and you're focused on that, and he comes back around here, and he's got you. Because they're calibrated. And they work together. The Bible talks about principalities and powers. The Bible talks about seven times worse. And the reason why that man in Matthew chapter number 12 that becomes repossessed by seven times worse each layer, each devil works in tandem to keep that person undeliverable. Where you just struggled with maybe a little bit of pornography and alcohol before God found you. Where that devil wants to take you is turn you into living an alternative lifestyle. Being a liar, a cheat, full of bitterness. Far beyond how God found you. Because they work in tandem. That's why you're not effective. You don't know how to fight it. You have to study these things. You have to go to school in your spirit. You can't just say, well, I prayed today. No. You say, God, give me an education about me. Because when we learn about God, we learn about ourselves. And when you learn about yourself, you find out how he's getting in. Let's lift our hands. We're going to go another layer level, and then I'm going to let you go here tonight. Let's lift our hands and just pray. Father, I love you tonight. You sent me here tonight because there's people that are struggling, and you've designed them to live and exist 
far beyond where they are. But it's so easy to strike a balance in the 21st century between flesh and religion where we have need of nothing. Help us tonight, God. Let's pray again. I, I, I want to I follow the Holy Ghost right now. Above all else, I want to follow the Spirit of God right now. Because there are some people that will be the beneficiaries of this, but it's going to take a revelation. Our world needs to go from 2D to 3D to a totally different dimension of how this is operating. When there are some there are some primal strategies that have that is how the devil works. And the devil, and I'm not here to champion the cause of the devil. I think you already know that. But we are here to talk about him because we don't want him to hurt us and to affect us. But I want to tell you something. I don't care how long you've been in this. Nobody graduates to the place, chronologically, to the place where the devil can no longer affect you. 2 Corinthians chapter number 12 fully gives us the illustration of an apostle that had already thundered across Asia Minor and Macedonia, that had already seen blinded eyes open. He had already seen the miraculous. He had already preached the, the gospel where it thundered and churches were started under his ministry. And we're talking about the apostle Paul. Yet in 2 Corinthians 12, he said, lest I should be lifted up because of the revelations given to me. There was given me a thorn, a messenger of Satan. Oh, man, you're, you're the chiefest of the apostles. You're the king of the apostles. Surely you're going to get delivered. He prayed once. Nothing happened. He prayed twice. Nothing happened. He prayed three times, and God said, I'm not taking it, because what this is doing for you is greater. You're in danger of being lifted up because you are an apostle and because you have these revelations, and you do have a position. So Paul prays through, I will gladly therefore rejoice. That when I am weak, I am strong. Why didn't you have that before? It took a devil. If Paul had been humble and where he needed to be, probably what he needed was a wife. Uh, Brother Clark, take that off. You're on the screen. Who's the guy running the sound back there? Andrew? No, you're pointing at the other guy. I'm looking at you. Nobody, they're all passing the buck up there. Mo, Larry, and Curly up there. Brother Clark's Curly. Okay, listen. 
if Paul had already been humble and where he was supposed to be, his character and his spirit should have been equal to the level of revelation that God was giving him. But he got a little lifted up by his apostolic status. And God said, I'm going to let this devil bring you down. So nobody, I don't care how long you've been in this, I don't care how long you've been around, me included, God is trying to keep us saved. But Paul did not understand his weakness until he had a thorn. These strategies, if you've ever been, we talked about this several weeks ago, we're going to visit this and then it's almost time for me to quit. So these military strategies that go back thousands of years that are primal. One of the most effective, because you can see it throughout the word of God, even in the, even in the warfare of God's people, David was a master military strategist, was divide and conquer. Like, I'm going to get this dude so caught up over here. See, because you have to understand, the devil does not have now. Everybody said now. Everybody said the present. The most precious thing that you and I have is the present. I can't operate yesterday. It's gone. I can't operate in tomorrow. It's not here yet. So what the devil wants is he wants to render you useless in that, in that incredible slot of reality called now. And so he's, he manipulates the past and he uses guilt. And he manipulates the future, and he uses fear. And sometimes he does this simultaneously. Depending on your level of acquiescence, he will either feel encouraged to keep it up and take you deeper. They work in tandem against people. Like I've, been, I've had a load of pressure on my back. Just as a pastor, I'm not, I don't want you to feel sorry for me. It's so, I'm just explaining this to you. And all of a sudden, the devil will come and say, there's a conspiracy in the church against you. See, the devil will wait till you're already under pressure, and then they work in tandem. People give up right there. People throw in the towel. They say, well, maybe I wasn't called to do this after all. You were called. You just didn't know your adversary. God is not going to let that devil do one thing to you. God is trying to you to get the revelation that I gave you more power than I gave the devil. Come on, clap your hand to give God the praise. But you're not accessing the power. You're taking it. You're laying down on the job. You're folding. You're taking it. You're putting up with it. God said, no, if you'll come to me, I'll give you more authority than I ever gave the devil. Clap your hands and give God the praise. Let's lift our hands and give him praise right now. God, I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Some of you, all you're doing is thinking about the past. That is not God. I don't care if it's somebody else telling you the past. That still ain't God.
Sometimes other people are being used of the devil and don't even realize it. I've been so full of the Holy Ghost feeling direction, I thought the people that were closest to me, just a word, just a just this, just this. I thought, my God, it's everywhere. You know what it is? Your eyes are open to it. It's not that they're evil people. It's not that they're demonic people. But they're being used uh, to pick up a hitchhiking spirit to maybe just give you a negativity. Just to, oh, somebody help me out tonight. I'm telling you, walk in the Holy Ghost. You're going to see things that will blow your mind. And God will give you the victory. The things that have rendered people that were used of God absolutely useless. They're just sitting there. Week after week, they're just sitting there. And I'm not putting you down. You're God's people. But you listen to me. There is a strategy that's in your life. And any time you try to get out of it, you're going to get a lot of resistance because of that strategy in place. But that strategy cannot take you out. That strategy cannot harm you. God is on your side. God is trying to get you to get an education. God wants you to get a PhD in what the devil's trying to do. God is going to give you more power, more dominion, more authority than he ever gave the devil that's got you locked up. Clap your hands and give God the praise. God, let this be a revelation to somebody. beautiful pianist. I got one more story to tell you, then I'm done. One of the greatest things that happened in World War II that turned the tide to many battles and ultimately turned the tide in favor of the Nazis being destroyed was that there were people that became experts in cryptology. Cryptology is the level of messaging that can be encoded in such a way that it can transmit information without anybody knowing it. And Britain actually feared being taken over by the Nazis. If it hadn't been for a man by the name of Winston Churchill, Germany would have arrived on British shores. But they had thousands of people that were out in the country somewhere in Britain that worked in a great estate. This entire estate had been transformed into a place where they did nothing but study cryptology. They worked, it was 24 hours a day. It was hour after hour after hour after hour after hour. The Germans, listen to me, I'm almost done, I promise. The Germans sent an encoded message to all of their generals every morning under the guise of a weather report. There was a British mathematician by the name of Alan Turney. He became, he, this guy was doing computer stuff before they even had computers. He made a, a huge machine that encrypted these messages. And it was called the bomb, B-O-M-B-E. Go home and look it up. You'll be fascinated, as fascinated as I was. They did this initially manually where they would intercept a message. And it was in a foreign language. They used 
It was the same lettering, and they would try to match up the lettering according to a familiar phrase. And their challenge was, we only need one word in that entire message that we can break. And we can use the same systematic approach that we used on that one word. We can use that on the whole phrase. They initially did this manually. It took hours, 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 hours to get one word. This man, Alan Turney, built a machine, a gigantic machine that did it all in about 20 minutes. And all they needed was one word. If they could translate one word and get that figured out, they could, they could get the entire equation. This is how they got the plans of the Battle of the Atlantic. This is how they got some of the plans for Normandy. This is how they got many of the battle plans that was given to the Nazis is they got that message and they worked tirelessly to get one message. What I'm trying to tell you is this, is if you'll get the word of God, get Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 12 up there. For the word of God is quick and powerful. If you get the word of God in your life and something comes into your mind, this is exactly how the devil works. His knock on your door is to get between your ears. And he says, what are you going to do about it? If, you, if, 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 if the devil comes to you and says, this brother and sister way back here hates your guts and they're against you, and that's what he tries to do. This is how he fosters division in the church. This is how he breeds bitterness. This is how he destroys the potential of people. People, and you don't fight it and you don't understand this is part of a bigger message this is part of a bigger strategy and because I'm holding it up to the word of God I'm getting that out I'm pulling that down I'm getting that out and you walk from this and you tear it from there you tear that down you go through your whole day tearing out every lie of the devil clap your hands and give him praise One word that is spoken to you that is in violation of the verity and the truth of the word of God should be absolutely, entirely rejected. Because the more that you ponder that, put your emotions in it. See, after the thought becomes a person's action. And after your action becomes character. And after your character becomes your destiny. And now nobody can talk to you. And now nobody can tell you about the devil. And now nobody can tell you that it's not you. There's not a problem with you. You're giving into this stuff. First you give into the thought. Then you give into the emotion. Now you're doing the action. Now you have a direction. Now you have a destiny. Stand. And let's lift our hands, knowing your adversary. Let's pray. You're not getting my potential. I might have messed up, devil. You might have had yesterday, but devil, you ain't getting today, and you ain't getting my tomorrow. I might have messed up last week, last month, last year, but I got that book in me my radar screen is ever working and when there's a blip on that screen come on let's lift our hands let us not be so self-assured there's a strategy being developed against your life tonight Lord Jesus 
whatever weakness, maybe we were hurt, maybe we were abused, maybe we were insecure by nature, maybe we have a poor self-concept, the devil will work on every bit of that to mold and shape your activities, your passions, your dress, your friends, your desires. There's a race this altar's open. Come on. Let's find a place to pray. This is a place for warriors. You're never out of victory. You're never out of vision. You're never out of destiny because you realize that stuff can't stop me. I can't be stopped. Come on, this altar's open. Let's find a place to pray and say, God, give me this victory. It's beyond backslid Pentecostalism. It's beyond worldly denominationalism. It takes me into the throne room of absolute revelation. Every care on him for he careth for us. Give us a revelation. 